0: BDR's Prime Partners Podcast delivers insight on services, resources, and business practices that can help your company succeed faster. Listen
1: and learn for ways to take your company forward. Welcome to the Prime Partners Podcast. I'm Matt MacArthur, BDR's Director of Training. Today, our topic is indoor air quality and purification using Purify. Joining us today is Michael Hunter, Chief Revenue Officer at Purify Labs. Michael, welcome to the podcast.
0: Hey, Matt. Great to be here. Thanks for the invitation.
1: Very glad to have you. And I think right off the get-go, our listeners would be very interested to know that you and I have a bit of a shared history. You had worked at BDR uh, in the past, and I think that'd be a good starting point for our conversation to have you kind of tell us what you used to do at BDR.
0: First of all, uh, before joining BDR, I I was a client years ago, so got to experience it on all sides. Uh, Working for BDR, I started as a a service profit coach, uh, just working with the service departments. After that, I moved into uh, more of uh, general coaching, head coaching, and ultimately finished my tenure there, working specifically with sales, uh, sales coaching, and I did, did a bit of training. That was a fantastic experience.
1: Right on. You were you were a huge, uh, had a huge impact on our sales training that BDR offers. So it was great to work with you. And now it's great to see what you're doing today. Tell us a little bit about Purify Labs and your role at that company.
0: Yeah. So Purify Labs, we're a purification company. We were founded in 2014. Uh, the technology we use is quite a bit older than that um, historically. And uh, my role at the company is really a chief revenue officer. And I asked them, what does that mean? When they they, uh, brought me on, they said, you know, we just need you to go out and find clients and uh, support our client base. And really that's what I do. I just help clients through the process, understand the product and uh, find reasons for great application.
1: Okay. Cause this is while the company was founded in 2014, this is a little bit of a newer product. Is that right?
0: It is. Yeah. Yeah. There was a great deal of uh, research and development and real world testing. And so that's that's really what it comes down to. The technology has been there for a long time. It was just applied differently. And, you know, we just really sought first to do well while doing good. So the whole premise behind the company is you know, we want to do the right thing and just be there for people's health, well-being and uh, you know, to feel better. Excellent.
1: I think that's a, that's a great lead into uh, our topics today because we're going to talk about indoor air quality and purification and that's really become such a top of mind thing today more than it ever has been. And so to me, I think a good starting point in our conversation here. And it'll seem basic maybe to some of our listeners, but uh, it's foundational, you know. So let me ask you this, Michael. Why is indoor air quality so important today?
0: That's a really interesting question um, because it would seem obvious, some of the answers, but I'll premise it like this. Uh, since as long as I can remember, there's a common saying that I grew up hearing and still hear quite often today, and that's, hey, uh, open a window, open a door, and uh, let some fresh air in. Well, there's a reason we say that. It's because you know all the studies that have been shown over the past few decades and even up to most recent that our indoor air is two to five times worse uh than the outdoor air, and up to one hundred times worse and so from the perspective of, of just how we feel, poor air quality affects our sleep, you know it affects you know the obvious things our eyes sinuses, respiratory it just makes us not be our best selves. The other side of it really comes down to is, you know, we spent billions of dollars as a society and in the world um, to take care of things like asthma, allergies, uh, sick building syndromes, all these things that have been around and human created in many cases. Um, and even most recently, you know, the effects of air quality on our long term health. And so the reason indoor air quality is important is because we spend so much time indoors. And um, that's, that's why we do what we do at Purify, is to help people feel better in the environments that they spend most of their time.
1: Yeah. Wow. Those are some really interesting statistics about the difference in air quality between the indoor and the outdoor air. And, you know, as someone who I live in Seattle area here, uh, that's where BDR is based and we get a lot of rain, as people might know about Seattle, and you spend a lot of time (laughs) indoors during those rainy seasons. So, yeah, I think this is just really important topic we're going to get into today. So now that we've talked a little bit about why the indoor air quality is important, how does that get measured? you know Can you kind of go into the specifics of that?
0: yeah, uh, it's really interesting matt there's There's really been no regulations ever on uh indoor air quality or products or anything like that, and so therefore, you know measuring indoor air quality there's several different devices out there As a matter of fact, recently we you we know, went to a a conference, and uh several vendors out there have new sensing devices because it's such a such a hot topic. And traditionally, uh, what people have been measuring is, you know, things like VOCs, uh, volatile organic compounds, you know, things that chemicals cause. Obviously, big one is uh, CO, carbon dioxide, is one that is a safety deal. And there's, there's several other things. People are, you know, testing for, for all sorts of things that are happening indoors and uh, ozone being one of them as well. But really what it comes down to is when, you, when you're looking at how things are measured, air quality outdoors, AQI, air quality index, what they really focus on is uh, just a few different things. You know, one is obviously ozone, but the other ones are uh, particulate matter. They're measuring different sizes of particulate out there to see how it's affecting us. So really on the inside, uh, we should be doing the same thing. What's really going on with particulate matter indoors? And the device that uh, that we patented is really focused on that particulate matter and measuring that. Okay.
1: So that is helpful. Let me ask you then particulate matter. I think I know what that is, but can you <laughs> yeah, talk about that a little bit?
0: Absolutely. Particulate matter is really interesting because there's a couple different types of uh well sizes. So when you look at your when you look at your app on your phone, your weather app, and you scroll down beyond the weather, you know, to the temp from the temperature down to the air quality and um it gives you a rating, you know, of what it is good, excellent, poor, and uh, we can get into that a little bit. Really what particulate matter is, it's particles measured in microns. And I know I'm getting kind of you know geeky here, but uh, uh, a micron, when you're looking at uh, something the size of 10 microns, and that's one of the, the standard measurements that's used uh, by the EPA when they're measuring air quality outside, something 10 microns or less is about five times smaller than a human hair. To relate that to real world dust fires pollen mold bacteria a lot of times you can see those things Uh, sometimes depending on how bad it is you can even feel them if the wind's blowing so they measure it in. it's called pm 10 or particulate matter 10 microns or less and those are the things that irritate our eyes nose and throat the second measurement that they do when it comes to particulates is pm 2.5 now, smaller is worse in this case. So PM 2.5 means 2.5 microns or less, and those are things that are 50 times smaller than a human hair. So, I mean, I can't even imagine that. You know, my eyesight's getting worse as I get older, but when, when you've got something 50 times smaller than a human hair and you're breathing it in, you, know, you don't know the effects of it. Really, when they're measuring that air quality, those are things like cooking, smoking, viruses, very tiny particles, vehicles, exhaust, that's why you know you have all these regulations on cars and, and those things, power plants. In some cities, you'll even see like an orange haze. Uh, that pollution actually uh, causes uh, light refraction, makes the air turn orange. And uh, the effects is that you can smell it uh, if it's really bad pollution, like sour acid odor smell and the effects on our bodies is uh you know really really rough so
1: well there's a lot, clearly a lot to it and uh it makes me think of the uh, the forest fires that have become a common occurrence in the northwest we've seen that in our outdoor air quality where it's just like you said there's a tint to the air and there's some smells and you and you go on your phone on the air quality index that you mentioned and you know it's like you need to stay inside today
0: <laughs> right yeah
1: so uh so this is a hugely important and i love the detail that you're giving us on this and the specificity so i appreciate that so now that we've talked about all these different things that are kind of out there and that we can measure for what's considered a good indoor air quality how do we put a label on that
0: well, I'll, I'll give it. Um, go back to what we all uh, know, and what you just mentioned is, you know, going on our app and saying, "Hey, should we stay indoors or not?" According to the how they're measuring outdoor air quality, they meaning EPA. Good air, indoor air quality is anything that with a score of 50 or lower, and and there's a there's a calculation that happens in there, and I won't go into the math. But what they're doing is they're measuring those that PM10, that PM. they're measuring what's going on with ozone and and uh, other things in the air and really when it comes to indoor air acceptable level we should be looking at the same thing now here's the scary part when you look at something that's two to five times worse than that you're looking at things that are unhealthy or very unhealthy uh, if they were actually measured in the outdoors so if the epa was came into our homes and they said hey you know, what's the air quality indoors? They would tell us it's not good to stay in your house, get outside, <laughs> you know, just the opposite of they do when the, back, the, the weather's right. outside. So it's kind of crazy. So when you look at that uh, from that standpoint, from their calculations, but there's right now, well, I'll get into our technology, but other than, than um, the application that we have, meaning an app on your phone that does actually measure air quality index indoors, we believe that it should be better than a good rating outdoors meaning anything less than 10 to us is acceptable which would be crazy to think of outdoor air quality being that low uh because generally it's not you know good is usually in the 30s to 50s and people think that's great uh but indoor air quality we believe it should be you know low double digits
1: okay you're convincing me on that point so far let me ask you this michael We've established, you know, kind of the the different elements that can be measured and how it, how the air quality can be measured indoors. How do we improve air quality? I know that you know, kind of the things I think about are, are the stuff I'm familiar with to date. You know, these little portable air purifiers or maybe a UV light. Can you talk us about in kind of the broader perspective the different Ways to improve indoor air quality, and then get into the purify product and how it's different.
0: Yeah, I'm going to start with something really interesting that I that I read, um, and this is uh, this is actually on the the air quality site for uh, for the EPA, and they they mentioned um, you know when there's there's air quality pollution events outside, consider building. Somewhat of a bunker, uh they called a clean room inside your home, and they describe what that looks like, and I think, man, that is uh that's one expensive and and kind of extreme <laughs> um and and the fact that we would have to do that because uh you know our indoors are are not a safe place to be in in those situations. I won't go to that extreme, but I th- just thought it was interesting reading, but coming back to your question, ways to improve it uh, this isn't always a popular answer my life, my wife. She uh, she used to love candles. Matter of fact, I as far as I know, she still loves the smell of candles. And we had little air freshener, you know, plug-ins everywhere. Well, over the several years that I've uh, you know done air quality tests, you know, running running uh, contracting businesses, learned that those things probably don't improve our air quality a whole bunch. They smell great, but um, you know, there's side effects to it. And one of them that you know, just personally, um, headaches sinuses would plug up. You know, some people are just more sensitive to those things. So, I think first be aware of our lifestyle and understand that the things that are man-made and produced aren't always uh, great for us. On the s- more simple side of things, uh, you know, easier conversations to have, I guess. You know, your filtration, you know, it's been a a big thing that in the HVAC industry is uh, we talk about heating, the V is ventilation, that's a big one, and air conditioning. Well, that ventilation uh, has to do with your air filter. Changing that often is really important. Uh, ducts being cleaned. You know, if somebody's changing out their system or, uh, you know, there's a good duct cleaning can happen. Uh, I don't know about you, Matt, but in my house, uh, I used to find plenty of toys that my kids would stick down the vents. <laughs> and and uh, when I go to pull those out, I'd get a lot more than I bargained for when I pulled the toy out. So, uh, you know, clean ducts, there's something to be said for that because that's what's blowing into our airspace. Um, Sealing your air ducts, uh, that's a big thing that's great for energy. Um, All these things are great for energy as well. Make sure that there's not pulling in any attic air, um, you know, insulation, uh, those byproducts, anything from your crawl spaces. So the more we can seal our ductwork, the better. Uh, Keep that tighter and not pull that stuff in. I'm going to mention proper ventilation, which is the V in HVAC. Proper means we should be really ventilating it's okay to bring in fresh air, but make sure we condition that air, filter it before it comes in. A good example is, you know, you mentioned fire season. Well, if we're bringing in outdoor air and the outdoor air is smoke, that's probably not real exciting to think about bringing more smoke into your house. we got to make sure we, uh, we're conditioning that air. Uh, There's areas of the country that don't really like bringing in outdoor air, like Phoenix, Arizona, it's 120 degrees. I think that's a bad idea. (laughs) Uh, But you know, for everybody they've got their application. Uh, others, humidification, make sure, you know, your humidity levels in your house are good. Um, that could be something as simple as, you know, having plants in your house, a water feature in your house. Our industry has some great humidifiers, so whatever that means, just make sure it meets, you know, proper humidification guidelines. And um, ultimately, I've stayed away from the obvious and not to be, be uh, kind of a usurious on this uh, discussion here, but. Attacking particles, really purifying the air and attacking those things. So purification of the air, after all we can do, we still deal with particulate. And unless we address that, we're not really going to address indoor air quality to the degree we need to.
1: Okay. You mentioned purification. How is that different from just improving the indoor air quality or, or is it the same or is there a difference?
0: absolutely a difference i look at it like cause and effect air quality is really like what the effect is it's like okay give an example so we've been down the track of well it's getting ready to be fire season over here as well where i'm at in boise and so that air quality is a result of the fire right so the fire was the thing that that caused the effect of poor air quality So purification in the same sense is indoor air quality is just a kind of like a measurement, but purification is something that affects the air quality and it does it in a positive manner. And um, it does so by really taking care of the transportation mode. And the transportation is what we're gonna call a particulate, the thing that we discussed earlier. Anything that's bad, mold, viruses, bacteria, dust, pet dander. All those things have to have a mode of transportation because they're so tiny. You know, they they have to ride on something and that that something is a a particle. And so purification is really attacking particles, pathogens, and aerosols. And that's what what we're doing. Okay,
1: that helps. And it makes me, a side note, it makes me feel like that could be a future uh, Disney cartoon with all these little particles going through the air of different types and going past each other and
0: yeah you know we might just do that at purify just for uh yeah elementary school education yeah it's like hey here's here's something new that you're you can watch
1: (laughs) yeah and i I never thought about the, the transport aspect of it that that you're talking about there so um i think that's helpful to visualize that on the purification point so your product. Let's talk now about the Purify product and how uh, it can impact uh, the purification and the indoor air quality. You know, can you just give us a high-level explanation of how the Purify system works?
0: Sure. Um, yeah, it's it's actually very simple. What happens is we uh, we have a sensor in the room, and that sensor uh, has a laser particle sensor. It measures what particles are going through it in something the size of a cubic centimeter, which is about half to a third size of a sugar cube. So it's measuring particles 24 seven, and every 90 seconds, it does an update. And like your thermostat shows you what the temperature is. Our particle meter shows you, you know, what the particulate reading is, and it's either red, yellow, or uh, green. If there's an event, meaning a pollution event that takes it above its threshold uh, where we want those particles, it will send a signal to something called a smart hub. and smart hub is just a little tiny device, probably half the size of your cell phone, and um, that receives data, and it's kind of a data processing center. It's what uh, really collects the information that tells a central hub, which is our purifier, our generator, and that generator is uh, mounted inside ductwork, so it's duct-mounted, and we do it on the supply side of the the, uh, air duct, That gets a signal from the hub that says, hey, we have a pollution event. We need you to ionize the air. And I'm using that term uh, liberally right now, just before we get into probably some specifics. And we go through and we take care of those particles. What we do is we attack particles. We agglomerate them, meaning we clump them together. uh, So they either fall to the ground or they get big enough they can get caught in the airstream. And um, once we have taken care of the particles and made it a level that is acceptable, the sensor then reads a lower level and it turns off the generator and says, okay, we're done, we're done purifying. We don't, need to, we don't need to purify anymore. And uh, ultimately, all that information goes to an app, uh, live, real-time, and tells people what their air quality is doing. Okay.
1: Great explanation. Does bring up a couple questions in my mind. So um, one, you mentioned the sensor in the room. How many of those sensors does a typical home need? Do they just need one? Is it one in every room? How does that work?
0: Yeah. So we have uh, our IQ system, which is uh, which is our premium system. And what how it works is one sensor communicates with one hub and uh, that communicates with a uh, generator. So really you just need one sensor, one hub and generator that generally just comes in uh, the packaging together as a a model. The sensor really can only uh, turn on, you know, affect one signal. And so you can have other sensors inside your house uh, to tell you what's going on. It'd be like having a thermostat in every room. And um, yeah, most of the contractors on this, (laughs) <laughs> call would be saying that's a bad idea i don't want it measure in every room it'd drive me crazy but the way our technology works is because we're flooding every room with ions it's okay for people to have sensors that are just reading but only one can actively activate the system so you just choose your most active area preferably not the kitchen because you're doing a lot of cooking and it would set it off all the time active area living room And just generally one per house or one per system is what you would need on the sensor side.
1: Okay. And so then you also mentioned that it's triggered by a pollution event that happens. So um, I'm thinking that means there's some sort of setting that says, okay, we've dropped down below this sort of air quality index level. And I could be wrong how I'm stating this. Are those uh, triggers kind of preset or can the consumer and the contractor adjust
0: those? Great question. Uh, I actually get this question all the time. It's it's in our FAQs online. It's that popular of a question. (laughs) So factory setting is at 300 particulates per cubic centimeter. So it just reads 300. Anytime it's over 300, it will trigger the system to turn on. When it goes below 100, particulates it will then shut the system off so those are factory settings and in my house um, i actually adjusted them um, because i want them lower i want the thing to turn on at a lower rate there's some areas that actually wanted high humidity areas like the you know in the south you know because humidification actually shows as a particle so they may not want their system triggering the system on uh, like that Mm. and so they can raise it higher so it's really variable um The setup with the customer and the contractor, very easy and uh, very customizable. Excellent.
1: So let's kind of flip to another viewpoint here. We've kind of been talking a little more on the consumer side. In one of your past lives as a contractor, you worked with this product. Can you talk about how it gets installed and the difficulty or ease of installation?
0: Yeah, really the... uh, On the installation side, you're cutting about a three to four inch hole in the ductwork and um, you're mounting six screws um, on a mounting plate and you plug it into a uh, 110 outlet. You wire it to the fan on the board so that it's engaging the fan when, you know, when the hub tells the sensor tells the hub to turn the system on. It's really that simple. So time frame wise, labor wise, it's great uh, because. I haven't been in the field in a long time, Matt, but uh, but uh, but I've gone out and installed a few of these. And really, what it takes me is the the whole setup is a half hour or less, um, just depending on the application. So it's it's very pretty simple.
1: Okay, yeah, that that sounds great. Less than half an hour. That's pretty cool. So we've kind of talked now about the install side, how the system works, and the different pieces of it. You know, let's let's go right at this thing. <laughs> How does it compare to uh, other things that might people might consider competing products, you know, UV lights or uh, portable air purifiers, those kind of things?
0: Yeah, you know, I get that question so much. And because of, you know, nearly 30 years of being in the industry, I've, I've seen all the different products. Matter of fact, I, I'll be honest, I'm very skeptical of uh, indoor air quality in general, just because of the lack of proof and understanding of you know, what's going on out there. There's a lot of documentation that happens in our industry. And, you know, people are doing products, when there's no regulation, it's really, uh, you know, it's kind of free for all, quite frankly. So I'll begin by saying the difference in our product. And we believe our product and any other product should answer some key questions. First of all, is a real world testing and application. And what I mean by that is, when purify tests, we test in environments that people uh, would live and breathe in—rooms, three thousand cubic feet, you know, twelve hundred cubic feet—with actual ductwork, with air changes, you know, seventy-eight air changes an hour, you know, CFM, humidity, with filtration, without filtration. And so, really, when it comes down to what differentiates us is, you know, the first is how we're tested, who's testing it. And really key is, is it applied the same way we tested? it? And the answer is always yes, because that's real world efficacy. You know, it's like, does it really have an effect in something we would do? One of the other differentiators, and I know this is not necessarily product specific, but we actually have a pretty esteemed science advisory board. So people much smarter than um, than myself and uh, and our team you know, folks that are University of Arizona, Arizona State University, UCLA, you know, George Washington University, folks that work with NASA, chemical engineers. We have a science advisory board that really vets our product on real-world effect. So that differentiates us. We report everything that we do, meaning we show online, if you were to go on purifylabs.com right now and look under test reports, you would literally see the full test report, a full white paper, not just some marketing piece. So we believe in being very upfront and open with the public and with any professionals in the industry on what our product does. Here's some yeah. key differentiators, though. Go for All it. the technology out there that's happening, uh, we're measuring in the breathing space, meaning where we live, but we're also affecting it real time. So that is a patented technology. So we're kind of proud of that, actually, because um, not only can we measure things because there's a lot of measurement devices out there, but we can actually affect and say we can prove a particulate reduction. So we can actually prove we had an effect on air quality real time in the real breathing space. When it comes down to our technology, one of our patents is something It's a new term for people. It's called airborne molecular purification. Amp is the uh, name. And really, what we're doing differently than others is we are creating a different species of ions and one of our science advisory board members, Michael Kedar, who works in the uh advises in the medical field, advises uh, for NASA his whole career is centered around uh cold plasma, which is a technology that's you know we use bipolar cold plasma ionization that's that's our technology, but we do it to a degree that is very unique and uh, so powerful that Dr. Michael Kadar says you've created a different species of ions. It's not just positive and negative. Um, The differentiator is you created something that really uh, gets to the heart of and attacks the things and lasts a long time. And I'll give an example. There's a lot of companies out there, a few of them that talk about ionization and our science advisory board tests those as well. And they said if A company or a product produces ions, they last milliseconds. They have a half-life of milliseconds, maybe a second. In the studies that um, George Washington University did, they showed that our ions last two to 17 minutes. The reason that's significant is because it's long enough to flow into the airstream through the ductwork, over 100 feet of duct, into the space where we breathe and affect those particles that, again, is a patented technology, that airborne molecular purification, uh, when you look at current viruses and things that are out there, uh, they have a transmission rate of about 15 minutes. Well, when you have an ion that lasts 2 to 17 minutes, you have the ability to affect that, at least in this, this uh, stage in the game. And because of our patents, we're the only ones that can effectively say that.
1: Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's very cool. Great explanation on that, by the way. And I would mention too, this morning, preparing for this uh, session with you, I went on to the the purifylabs.com website and yeah, those studies are are right there. I read through some of them. You got some great videos that explain how the system works. Uh, There are a lot of resources on your website there. So let me ask you this then, Michael. I think this has created a great story, you know, for um, communicating with consumers. All these uh, aspects that you said about the system and how it stands apart and the patents that you have and the testing that you're doing. What resources are there for contractors that, you know, are interested in this product and and how do they get in
0: touch with you on it? We have a distributor that uh, we have distribution throughout the United States. And BDR works with distributor uh, C1D, Contractors First. Through your coach, you can find out through Contractors First if there's local distribution um, in their area that's stocking or if they need to get it through C1D directly. So your coaching staff through BDR can get a hold of uh, Contractors First and they can uh, put you in line with a, a local distributor or C1D themselves.
1: Perfect. And the little detail I would add to that, so yeah, if you're a member of BDR's coaching, we've got our Secure Advantage vendors that we work with and Contractors First is one of them, and they can, as Michael said, connect you on the Purify product. If people want to learn more, can you give the the website address again and the best way for folks to get in touch with you?
0: Absolutely. The website is Purify, and it's spelled uh, purifi Labs labs.com so purifylabs.com is our website as far as getting a hold of uh, me directly and um, you know we've got our corporate office is in uh, Scottsdale Arizona and our manufacturing facility we manufacture the aerospace engineering facility that is in Mesa Arizona so it's we get this question a lot that's why I'm I'm answering it up front uh, we actually manufacture in the United States our office phone number is 602 253 2624. And I'll say that again for everybody's sake 602 253 2624. And if you want to get a hold of me directly, it's just mhunter at purifylabs.com. I will gladly work with anybody directly.
1: Awesome. Thank you for that, Michael. I am no doubt that folks listening to this uh, episode are. are- Excited about this product and, and wanted to connect with you on it. Thank you so much for uh, this education on this area of indoor air quality and and now purification. I've kind of changed my thinking on that after uh, speaking with you here today. Um, is there kind of some final thoughts you'd like to share before we go?
0: Yeah. when Whenever I was running a business or, or working with clients, we, we all focus on in our industry what we do. And, you know, we make people feel differently. Uh, When I say that, we make people feel warm, we make them feel cool, we make them feel comfortable inside their home. And uh, this whole idea of, you know, how people feel is really important when you're looking at changing people's lives and affecting indoor air quality, affecting, you know, the health and well-being of people we need to focus as an industry. Um, always should have is is on the air side, what people are breathing and make them feel cleaner, make them feel healthier and make them feel safe. So we've just added some things to how we make people feel. And um, from a contracting side, having uh, installed this, this device in my home, in my business, uh, I will also tell you on the financial side, it's a smart decision. It's a smart decision for your business. It's a smart decision for your Uh, the way you retain clients, because when they go out and they walk out into their room and they see a sensor that is telling them that, you know what, the relationship I have with my heating, and air conditioning, contracting partner, people who come in my home, they're taking care of the comfort. And I see that in my thermostat. But when I see that sensor, they're taking care of my health, well-being and how I feel. So your reputation and um, your relationship with your clients uh, improves when you have something like Purified to help build your business.
1: Wow. That's that a fantastic summation. And it's really powerful, the impact that our industry has, isn't it? I love how you added those new things that now we can make part of that discussion, you know, helping people feel healthier and cleaner and, and just better overall. So that's fantastic. Uh, Michael, really enjoyed having you here. Thank you so much. Appreciate you, Matt. Appreciate BDR. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you, Michael. And thanks to everyone that was listening today. We'll see you next time.